reading this morning is taken from Hebrews 10, verses 19 to 25. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast in the, com- in the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. Well, we come this morning to the conclusion of our Frontline series of Sundays. Um, And I thought it might be a good idea to begin this part of our time together, um, just to recap where we've been. Uh, So they're going to come up on the screen, uh, what we've had as our front lines. We started off with all the difference in the world. Uh, I don't know how many of you feel that you can make all the difference in the world. Um, but we reflected a little on that, uh, and the next ones can keep coming. Uh, Wherever we are, whether we're at home, at work, in the shops, down the pub, in church, with family, with friends, on holiday, whatever, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whether we're relaxing, thinking it's our time off, this is my time, That's still a front line if we're with other people. Whatever we do, uh, wherever we are, and whoever we are. And last Sunday we were encouraged to reflect on the simple fact that we are children of God. Um, And whoever we are, uh, whether we're young, old, uh, small, large, uh, young in the faith, old in the tooth, Uh, or whatever, long in the tooth, Uh, as far as faith's concerned, it doesn't matter whoever we are, we all have front lines uh, where we meet and engage with others uh, who do not know of Jesus and need to. So, while we're this week thinking a little about how we uh, grow together and support each other, Uh, I wonder if we might just begin with a couple of minutes just to have a quick natter with your next door neighbours about anything that you've perhaps found helpful or encouraging or something that's prompted you in these last few weeks or something you've been challenged about. Uh, And if you haven't been here for the last four weeks, don't worry. Um, Just think about where your front lines are 
in terms of wherever we are and whoever we are. How do you feel challenged by that? What does that perhaps prompt you to do? So just a couple of minutes, buzz. Uh, Okay, I think that'll do. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more conversation over the rest of today and other Sundays and other times we meet. Uh, here comes this week's video. Gathered. Welcome. Celebrated. Restored. Gathered together. Encouraged. Supported. Loved. Reminded who God is. Hearts awed by his majesty. Eyes seeing fresh. The wonder of grace. Thankful for his awesome, unwavering love. Reminded who I am. And all I have received. Challenged. Equipped. Renewed. Commissioned. Ready. Sent. You may not have realised it, but even just the couple of minutes buzzing together this morning, apart from any other conversations you may have, uh, I suspect have been part of how we support each other. Just in those conversations, you may have felt encouraged about something you've been able to do. You've shared it with somebody else. Uh, perhaps you've been challenged by what you've heard from somebody else. Um, oh, I didn't think about that in terms of my front lines, but perhaps I'll reflect uh, a bit more. So together here in the fellowship life of our church, we support, we encourage, we challenge, we're fed by God's word each Sunday. Uh, we're uh, uplifted, hopefully, by our worship, uh, and that's what sends us out. And so often people will refer to church on Sunday as being, you know, what sets them up for the rest of the week. Um, it needs to be more than that, but that's often how we feel, is it not? So today we're beginning to think about how together we grow. Um, so what about Shirley Baptist Church? Um, you know, we've got our uh, 
squares of dots. Uh, and in previous weeks, we've been encouraged, really, to move from being you know, in the corner, all huddled together, to being out there. We've got our front lines. But actually, we do also need those times when we come back together uh, to support and encourage and that we might each grow in our faith uh, and in our um, confidence in sharing our faith on our front lines. It's being together that strengthens our daily witness when we're out there. So what about Shirley Baptist Church? Uh, yes, we have Sunday worship. A key part of Sunday worship and other times too uh, is prayer. It's not just us supporting each other. It is us gathering each other into our relationship with God and uh, finding strength and encouragement uh, there. We have home groups. We have other fellowship groups, the ladies' fellowship, the young people, the children on a Sunday, the uh, mums with the toddler groups, and so on. And just the friendships that we build up personal friendships within the church family uh, that are particular to us that we find encouraging and supporting. And we feed off all that, do we not, for our faith. But it's always to do with how it feeds us for when we are on our front lines. And often uh, we don't necessarily... Uh, remember that bit when we leave the comfort and the security of our church fellowship. There always seems to me to be a but, a big but often, when we're on our front line. The familiar of church life is a natural draw when it comes to our faith. Um, and I'll say a bit more in a moment about the, the people to whom the letter to the Hebrews was written. Um, but they were in a place where they were hankering after what was familiar to them. We like that. Uh, and when we go onto our front lines, wherever they may be, we are out of our comfort zone, as they say. And there's that, oh, but. Is it that uh, we lack self-confidence, perhaps? Uh, sometimes that even verges on fear. Gosh, have I got to share my faith? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Um, what are other people going to think of me? I mean, for the people to whom the letter to the Hebrews was written, uh, real persecution was a feature. Um, we don't suffer in that way particularly, but the environment out there is not uh, always friendly towards Christian faith even if it's not actually hostile. 
and we hold back with the old but. Are we concerned about ongoing relationships with family and friends uh, if we share too much about what is very personal, faith-wise, to us? Um, we wonder what people will think, how they will react. Is it a but about our faith in God? A lack of trust that God can indeed use us, our words and our actions, wherever they, we do them, whatever they are, in order to witness to him and his love, which we know in Jesus. Or we might say, oh, but it doesn't seem quite the right time. You know, we'll, we'll wait for an opening to, to share or whatever. Um, I'm afraid I'm one of these people that lives by a very dangerous motto of don't do today what you can put off till tomorrow. Um, but how often is that the case with faith? Well, tomorrow will do. When I feel stronger in my faith, when the opportunity arises, um, when I don't feel quite so threatened. I'm sure we can think of 101 reasons why we should not share our faith on the front line. And so we need encouragement, we need support. But on the other hand, we need to know that we should not be always just scuttling back into the familiar, but accepting where it is that God is calling us on our front lines to share our faith and our witness. Just three situations that I think in some way have uh, helped me uh, grow as far as frontline witness is concerned. The first is the Coptic Church. You might have Coptic Church. Who are they? Well, if you go into Solihull... Uh, and drive down Lode Lane, and as you cross the bypass, uh, on the right is the new Coptic Cathedral. Um, it's got a very long name. It's uh, of St. Mary and the Archangel Michael, or something like that. Um, but the Coptic Church uh, is one of the oldest founded Christian churches that exists. Coptic means Egyptian. And the church was founded by St. Mark, uh, 55 AD or something around there, I don't suppose we really know. Um, and to me, even though their worship, uh, often not in English, uh, and their traditions of worship uh, are very strange and peculiar. Um, one still recognises that here is a historic depth of Christian faith that 
for whatever reason, has popped up in Solihull. Uh, and we can somehow feed off that. If you go on their website, you can listen to Father John's sermon, or you can watch them, they're videoed. Uh, watch his sermons and listen to them, feed off them. But it's not just that tradition. Um, one is very aware that even today in Egypt, the Coptic church is heavily persecuted. Uh, and they have, in months not so long back, uh, hit our sort of news headlines because of um, churches suffering bombings and uh, that sort of thing. They live in that environment of fear, but also an environment where they know they are called to witness to their Lord and Saviour. And that, I find, uh, is a challenge and also an encouragement. Uh, the Coptic church in Solihull is actually quite a young church. Lots of students. Uh, and not so long back, they began a project called Nourish, uh, which was simply to put on a, a nice cooked meal one evening a week for anybody who was in need. They didn't have to be homeless, that they could be people struggling with benefits or whatever, just having a tough time, could go and have a nice meal. And that had come about because the younger members of their congregation had said to Father John, uh, well, if we were at home in Egypt, we would be caring for the poor. Why are we not doing it here? Why not? Let's get on with it. And so the Nourish Project began. Uh, and again, you can see the prompt, the challenge. Uh, here's a people who are away from home and what is familiar, but they're challenged to witness to their faith by ministering to those in need. And that carries a message for me. Uh, perhaps it carries a message for you too. When we lived in Runcorn in Cheshire, um, there was a, a lady called Lynn. She's next on the list. Um, Lynn, little Lynn, we call her. Uh, little dot of a thing. I suspect she was probably in her early 40s. Um, Lynn uh, lived with Down syndrome and came to church from a residence that was just along the road, along with a number of her friends. There too was a challenge. How does one share faith? When, actually, in the familiar surroundings of the church, we... We do a lot of reading, we Bible study, we, you know, it's all fairly heavy going sometimes, isn't it? How do you witness to somebody whose intellectual capacity is somehow diminished? Well, that was a challenge, but Lynn actually provided the answer. 
Because each Sunday, you could guarantee that as you, after the service, she would come up and give you the most enormous hug. And more often than not, would tell you how much she loved you. And more than once, I reflected, well, why on earth have we done everything else? We don't need any more. God is love. He shares his love with us in Jesus. Uh, he is our hug. And that, to me, is a challenge and a prompt that I don't have to be eloquent in words. I don't have to be learned in uh, biblical studies. I don't... There's an awful lot I don't need. But what I do need is love and a willingness to share it, to hug people. We're not into that, really, are we? We're getting better in this country and being frightfully British. Um, but we need to learn how to share God's love. And there's the growth, the encouragement. Lastly, I'll just mention our home group. Um, right from the beginning in February, when we first came to Shirley Baptist Church and realised that the home group existed in Dickens Heath, where we live, uh, we have been going. And very grateful to John and Jane Blakey, who host it, and it's a lovely group uh, meeting every Monday evening. Um, but I find it really enriching I don't know whether the group get anything about me, anything from me being there, but I get an awful lot from everybody else. Uh, and one of the rich things is that there are folk there who have been Christians all their lives, and there are folk who are more recent Christians. And one hears of the challenges and all the rest uh, from all of them. And it's an encouragement, and it helps me grow in my own faith and witness. The church to whom the letter to the Hebrews was written, uh, I think, picked up a number of the themes that I've perhaps alluded to. Um, we don't know who they were. We don't know, really, who wrote the letter. Uh, but actually, Hebrews is one of the more important letters, I think, in the New Testament, um, because it helps us to grapple with uh, what is that tradition and where our uh, comfort zone is uh, and being confident in our faith and in sharing it. Um, one picks up the idea from reading Hebrews that um, those to whom it was written um, were very well versed in Jewish faith and the traditions of the Jerusalem temple. They may, may well have been indeed priests and others who had become Christian and moved away from Jerusalem. Um, because of that. Um, but one also gets a sense that uh, 
They were feeling a little uncomfortable because they were out of their comfort zone, um, not in, just in terms of living away from Jerusalem, but also away from uh, the temple traditions that were part of their life and their makeup. Uh, and they were being persecuted for their faith. And the letter to the Hebrews uh, seeks to tap in to their comfort zone, all the temple traditions, and simply say, uh, never mind the sacrifices, never mind the, the holy of holies behind the curtain where God lives, uh, because you can have confidence, real confidence, in the God who is your hope and your life, uh, where you are. Don't hanker after your comfort zone because God in Christ is much bigger and is more faithful than all that. For Though that community of Christians, they were perhaps learning to witness to a personal saviour and Lord rather than a more remote God who was behind the curtain in his holy of holies in Jerusalem. Christ is the way into the presence of God, supreme to any other law or sacrifice. Comfort zone, personal witness, need challenge, encouragement to grow into that. Confidence. It's not about self-confidence. It's not about willingness to stand up and speak uh, or whatever. It's a confidence in Christ who has lived and died and rose again for each of us. The writer to the Hebrews offers this encouragement uh, in chapter 12, which is beyond where we read, there's that lovely passage about the cloud of witnesses. You know, and hold fast to your journey of faith. Uh, there are all these individuals throughout history of whom we read in the Old Testament. Uh, it's individual faith lived out. And we're a part of that. But Christ is more than all these instances of individual faith. And we, together and individually, hold on to Christ. Don't lose sight of Christ, is the letter's message. So confidence, encouragement. I think the last 
bit I would like to make reference to comes in really the last two words of the reading. And it's all about uh, the day of the Lord that is approaching. That day. And again, that can be scary. It might be an encouragement, an impetus. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today because that day is coming. And of course, for the Hebrew Christians, uh, that day was the day when Christ would return. His kingdom would come. Now, I know we hope that Christ will return. We trust that his kingdom will come. Uh, But do we think about it happening tomorrow? I don't think so, very often. Uh, But perhaps when we're on our front line and we think there is no urgency, we don't have a sense of purpose about being on our front line and sharing our faith wherever or with whoever. That day may be today for those we are with. Today may be the day when they meet with Jesus and recognise him as the one who is above all others of these folk of faith that we might uh, recall. So confidence, encouragement, a real sense of purpose, all there in this letter to the Hebrews. And while it was written to a very different situation, I think it's very very much written for us, saying, do get out of your comfort zone. You don't need all your comfort blankets of faith. Because you have Christ. And it is he to whom you witness. As we come to the conclusion of our Frontline series, uh, we have a prayer that uh, sort of encapsulates... Uh, all that we've shared over the last few weeks. And I wonder if we might now join together uh, in saying this prayer. So we pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the gift of this community. We commend one another to you on our different front lines, wherever we are, whatever we do, Whoever we are, may the Holy Spirit guide us in all things so that we may do God's will in the world, in the service of Jesus Christ and with great joy. Amen.